But we are here in the name of the Lord. Amen. To give God praise. Saints, we're going to ask you to open up your Bibles to the 16th chapter of Judges. And God, for the word is right. The 16th chapter of Judges. Amen. And please open up also to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. We're going to start in the 10th chapter. Amen. And go into the 11th chapter. Amen. How many is blessed by the Lord this day? Amen. Amen. You got a good meal last week. Amen. Co-pastor. Amen. We want to continue to do the will of God. Amen. Amen. We bless the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. If the Lord say so. Also, if you have a bookmarker, get Isaiah the 40th chapter. Amen. Isaiah also the 40th chapter. Amen. Our subject still for today, the mind of Christ. Once again, the mind of Christ. How many know we can't make it without having the mind of Christ? Amen. Amen. We need his mind. Amen. So that we may know what we may do. Amen. To show us the way, we need the mind of Christ. Because when we have the mind of Christ, he assures us that we are going the right way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Knowing what's on his mind gives us the confidence to go forward. Amen. Knowing, again, knowing what's on his mind gives us the confidence to go forward. Amen. And that's a little bit of what we want to talk about this day, knowing the Lord and being confident in him. Because when we are confident in him, then we can do great works for the Lord. Again, our subject, the mind of Christ. Who has a mind like him? No one. No earthly man has a mind like him. Our thought for today, where in my life do I lack confidence? I need you to understand that as we continue on talking about faith for the year in whatever way that God allows us to, that faith is confidently believing God. Again, faith is confidently believing God. If you want to know where a person's faith is, listen out for their confidence. Because a person who speaks with low confidence doesn't have much faith. Because your confidence determines the quality and the nature of your faith. What do I mean when I say the quality of your faith? Meaning as to what what kind of faith you have. See, you can go buy shoes at the dollar store. Or you can go and buy your shoes at Tom McCann. Amen? Amen. 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 The point of the message is (laughs) you get what you pay for. Amen? You go to the dollar store, you get cheap quality. You go to the better known shoe store, you get a better quality of shoes. So then you won't come into church like this. I'll come in the church barefoot. 
because your feet is killing you. We'll know by how you walk the quality of shoes you buy. Your confidence in God shows your quality of your faith. It also shows the nature of your faith. Whether or not your faith is just believing God for a particular situation or circumstance and then your faith, you don't grow in your faith. The nature of faith is to grow in faith. So that faith becomes you and I. Because when we are walking in faith, and as we found out, the just shall live by faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. For they that are in him must believe that he is. And that he is the rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 10 and 17 that we are saved by faith. The Bible also tells us in the 10th chapter that, a 10th chapter of that same Romans, we grow by hearing the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So the just shall live by faith. We must talk in faith. We must walk in faith. We must think in faith. I'll know right away. Anybody in here can discern right away a person's faith. Listen to how they talk. One minute on top of the world. Next minute ready to beat the world up. One minute on top of the world. The next minute act like they got the world on them. Looking like Olympus, walking around with the world on their shoulders. But the just shall live by faith, meaning that you will believe that God will take you through in this walk of life, regardless to what you go through. So where do I lack confidence in my life? The challenge, to meditate on the greatness of God. To meditate on the greatness of God. And I say that because the champion of faith that we're going to talk about today... We're going to see his greatness, but we're going to see his weakness. We're going to see where he excelled in faith, but where he fell in faith. How his confidence was not always where it was supposed to be in God. And that person we're going to be talking about today, his name is Samson. One of the strongest men that ever walked the earth. The strongest man that ever walked the earth. Prophesied to his mother and father that he would begin the releasing of captivity from the Philistines. It would begin in Samson. Because he would be used just that greatly. And God would work through him. But how many know, no matter how much you have in God, you're always flawed. There's always an area in your life that you need more of God. So that's why I tell people, don't walk around me like you so deep. Like you got everything. You have so much Holy Ghost. 
So much of the spirit of God walking in you. Because the real test of what's in you is in the next six days. Today is just one. So you're coming here, shout, dance, speak in tongues, walk out. What are you like on your job? Better yet, what are you like when you're alone? What are any of us like alone? Which your husband or wife have the same testimony of your life that you show us in the church. What is the quality and nature and character of your faith? Is it something you just say you have or something you really possess and you are looking for it to grow? Amen. Because you can't praise God without confidence. Because see, in praising him, confidence says that even though I'm going through, I can praise, praise, praise. But if I don't have the confidence, I will dwindle down and not praise. And I'll sit back like a lump on the log while everybody else or the people around me get their deliverance and their blessings. So it's all up to me. It's up to me. I can't do it unless I know where my confidence is. So our topic today, be confident in God. Again, be confident in God. You ever looked at the word be? Be denotes your state. The nature of your being, your character to be. What are you? What are you to be? We need to look at it. What should I be? What do we ask our children? What do you want to when you? But some of us need, as grown-ups need to be asked, what do you want to be when you grow up in the Lord? Amen. Because a lot of us are not, we're not thinking about that. But you know what? We are children too. We are the children of God. What do we want to be when we grow up in God? I want God to use me in prophecy. I want God to, I want God to, to strengthen my faith. I want God to help me to discern spirits. I want the Lord to help me that one day I will prophesy to the people of God and to the world. What are you looking to be? But one of the things we need to be is confident. Confident not in our job, not in what we have, not in our money, not in our spouse, not in our children, not even in our own abilities and ourselves, not in our own education. We need to be confident in God. I don't care if you went and got your doctorates. My auntie used to call her son who had his doctorate and used to call him an educated fool. Because although he was very educated, he acted like a fool. So you can be real educated, but very stupid. You can be very educated and make dumb decisions. Oh, come on now. I, I, I know this is hitting because it's hitting me. Come on. 
But you got to understand, if you don't hear it here, who else is going to tell you? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the what? Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So, getting back to Samson's mother and father, it was prophesied to them that they would have a son. And this son would begin to deliver Israel from the oppression or from the captivity of the Philistines. And his mother was given some instructions. She was not to drink strong drink. She was not to drink wine. She was not to come near any unclean thing. And she was never to shave his hair. Never, ever shave his locks. Why? Because he was, Samson was to be a Nazarite unto the Lord. Now, a Nazarite was not a person from Nazareth. A Nazarite was a person who was dedicated to the work of God. And to be used by God and certain qualities that he had, no one else in Israel had. He was not to shave his hair. Samuel was a Nazarite. There were many people that were, were Nazarites in the Bible. But Samson is a special one because he had a gift or he was endowed with something that no other man, no other woman on earth ever had. And he can do things what other people only dreamt of. This was a powerful man. Powerful in the natural as God empowered him in the spiritual. But Samson made at times the same mistake that we make. We get caught up in our abilities and what we can do and forget is God doing it through us. Oh, man. So, I, yeah, I really, hey, Rose, I really preached last Sunday. You heard? None of y'all, y'all. Always need to be affirmed. Always need for somebody to approve of you. Always need approval of other people. Just can't be happy with the fact that you pleased God. Mm. Approval. Need everybody else's approval. Can't even do the will of God unless somebody else approve. Can't do what's right before God unless somebody else affirms you. Come on, people. Let's, oh, look at your neighbor and say, let's grow up. Uh, tell them, let's grow up and be a strong Christian. For the Lord. Amen, amen. Samson grew up right in front of his mother's eyes. Listen, his mother never touched any unclean thing. His mother never touched any strong wine or strong drink. His mother never shaved his head. When the angel of the Lord came to her, which we believe to be, be the pre-incarnation of Christ, what does that mean? That means Christ coming from heaven before he came in the New Testament and revealing himself to them. How do we know that this was Christ? We know that it was Christ, but because of what he did, he allowed them to give a sacrifice unto the Lord. And as they were given a sacrifice and the flame was going up, the angel of the Lord went up in the flame. 
Scared the husband so bad, he said, honey, we're going to die, for we have seen the... Listen, the husband said it, for we have seen God. But see, what he didn't remember is that what he was told, there was a mission. See, you won't die till your mission is done. You won't die till your purpose is fulfilled. Don't let the enemy make you think that you're going to die or that you're going to ride away. You will pine away if you don't get your confidence in God. Sometimes you might not hear God's voice. Sometimes somebody won't not going to pat you on the back. But you still got to go ahead and do God's will. So what am I saying? Keep on ushering. Keep on playing the organ. Keep on doing what you're doing for God. And your reward is coming in heaven. But stop waiting on somebody else to reward you. See, what I love about these people is that they kept the word of God. They did what the angel told them to do. And it's not like Samson was born the day after. For nine months, she carried an anointed man in her womb. She didn't even know what she had inside of her. But he would be great before God. And he was anointed. And she carried him just like Mary carried Jesus. Samson grew up. Samson was strong, man. That was a strong dude. Lion came up to him, tried to attack him. A young lion. Why does the Bible say young lion? Because that's telling you he was strong. Because, see, the young lions are run away. In the natural, the young lions are ran away. They run away from the pack when the male lion, who is the most dominant, doesn't want them in the pack anymore. And he runs off the young lions. And what do those young lions do? They go out on their own for a while. Oh, but after a while. When they realize I'm just as strong as my father, I left. You know what they do? They come back to the pride. And now the father, if he wants to keep the pride of women... He's got to prove himself. But if the young lion has allowed himself to grow the way he was supposed to in strength, now he knows his father is older. He can't do nothing with that young lion. So Samson went up against a strong lion, a young lion. Means that this lion was powerful. Oh, but in the hands of somebody anointed. In the hands of somebody who's confident in God. In the hands of somebody who knows why God has sent them. Samson ripped the lion apart and killed them. That's how strong he was. Killed him. Killed the lion. Destroyed him. And walked on. Ooh, the Holy Spirit. Oh, tell somebody when the Lord used you. He makes you strong. That's why the Bible tells us, that's why Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Because in God, you can do things that you thought could not be done. I don't care what you're going through. God will give you the strength to get through it. It might not be killing a lion like Samson, but believe me, you're going to get through it. When you trust and be confident in God. Not 
confident in what you can do. Not confident in your own abilities, in your own mental capacity. Don't be that way. Don't think I'm so smart, I can outsmart everybody. God has not called you to preach based on your education. God takes a dummy and makes him wise. God don't call the wise. He calls the foolish to make them wise. Because the wise to God are foolish. Because the wise can't understand God. Because they're thinking of God rather than having confidence. Oh, did y'all hear? They're thinking rather than being confident in God. How's he going to do this? How's God going to get me out of this? How's we going to do this? How in the world are we going to get the upstairs fixed, but we don't have any money? Have faith in God. How long did that piano sit outside in this walkway? That piano sat out there a long time while we did not have the money to get it. But if you go out there now, the piano is gone. Why? Have faith in God. After a while, God's going to get it done. You may look at me and say, ah, that's a little thing. It's the little things that take you to the greater things. What does the Bible say? Despise not the days of small things. These small beginnings, these little things that you say, ah, that's, that's a little, that was easy for God to do. You believe him for the small things, he'll do the great things. While you're believing him for the small things. See, Samson, whether he knew it or not, him killing the lion was a small thing compared to the other things he was about to do. But Samson had one problem. He had one weakness. Women. Poor fool. Women was his weakness. Just like to Adam, women was his weakness. And women that came into his life was obliged to make him weak, which became their weakness. He wanted things he should not have had. That's like a lot of us. We want things we don't need and we need things we don't want. The things we, the things we supposed to, the, we supposed to have, we don't want those things. Oh, 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 come on and come on and let's have prayer service. I call a prayer service. I bet you it won't be this crowd here. I guarantee you. Who wants, who wants to put? Some, no, we ain't gonna put no money on it. Come on. <laughs> I guarantee you a steak dinner. If I call a prayer service, I, I wouldn't get this many people. Ain't that a shame? And how do we get stronger when we pray? How do we get, how does God speak? God can speak. Don't you know that God can speak to you while you're praying? That's right. That's right. Don't you know that God can deal with you while you're praying? Don't you know that you can come and pray and release a load? Don't you know that the Bible says, cast your care upon me? Why? Because I care it for you. Jesus said, cast all you have on me. I died to carry your load. I died to take what you were carrying. Why some of us are not delivered? Because we're still carrying things. We're still trying to carry. We're still trying to carry what happened in the past 20 years ago. 
We still carrying it. Why? Because we never gave it to Jesus. Oh, look around. Tell your neighbor, give it to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, let go and give it to Jesus. Samson misled when it came to women. But the Holy Spirit, you, he used him. And when the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something, when the Holy Spirit came upon Samson, boy, you could not do nothing with him. You best get out of his way. Mm. Oh, and listen, and the Bible, the Bible said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. You better believe that God protects his people. Are you one of God's people? Then I want you to know that you are under God's protection. The world can't do nothing. The world may go hungry, but God will not leave his people hungry. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. The young lions lack, but those who trust in the Lord will never want for anything. Hey, didn't my God say, the Lord is my shepherd? Do you know David saw himself as a sheep? David knew that God would provide his needs. That's why he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? God will supply my needs. God will take care of me. God will get me to where I need to go. God will get me all I need. He's my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me besides still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the pathway of righteousness for his namesake. Oh, I was telling my wife yesterday what an impact that made on me. I didn't know at the time, but what an impact in my father's church back in the days when we said that verse, we said that whole psalm every Sunday. Remember that, Sister Martha? Every Sunday we quoting Psalms 23. But now I know what it means. Truly, the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Why? He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the pathway of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley and through the shadows of death, I shall feel no evil. Why? God is with me. Why? Because I know now God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of what? Sound mind. I got, what I got to be afraid for? And if that wasn't enough, he said it again in the next one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Why am I fearing? Why am I worried? about what people say about me. Why do I care what you think about me? What does God say about me? What does God, does God think of me? Am I pleasing him? Because if I try to preach for you, I'm going to fail. I can't preach the sermons you want to hear. I can't preach the things you're looking for me to preach. Oh, why couldn't he talk about, why couldn't he talk about this? Why we got to go back to this? Because you need it. This is what you didn't want to hear. Mm. Samson was strong. One day, one day that man, I don't know if y'all know, but the gates of a city are, are big and it's heavy. 
And on top of that, when they put it in the ground, shoo. But not for someone who got the Lord using them. This man pulled the gates out the ground. <laughs> pulled them out the ground, put them on his shoulder, and ran uphill. Ooh, the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, the Holy Spirit. But see, he didn't do that by himself. The Bible said the Spirit came upon him. See, when the Spirit is with you, there is nothing impossible to you. They told a story years ago of the woman who, whose son was under a car, pressed up under the wheel. And this lonely woman with a car, 4,000 pounds, how in the world did she lift that car? But she did. And she got it off her son. Now you serve a mighty God. I don't know who this woman was or, or who used her, but I know you serve an awesome God. You serve a great God. You serve a God who is strong and mighty. Matter of fact, they gave, he has the name El Shaddai, the almighty God. Why? Because he's, he's mighty, he's strong, he's powerful. And when he's in the equation, when he's first in the equation, nothing will be kept from you. Nothing will be impossible to you. There is nothing you can't do. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. What does that mean? Through the anointing God has put in my life, I can do this. I just lost my job. I'm anointed. Ooh, thank God I'm anointed. Ooh, do that. Do that for yourself. The next time you, if you get laid off on your job, just, ooh, walk up before you walk up the job. Say, thank God I'm anointed. And pack your things while you smile. Say, why are you smiling? Because God got something better for me. Because if y'all got rid of me, there's somebody waiting to pick me up. Because God will never leave me and let me be hungry. He promised that he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I have confidence and believe him. He will do just what he said. See, that's the only thing God wants you to do is believe he said, believe he's going to do it. Just believe him in spite of the bad economy. In spite of I don't have enough money. Most of the debt you in, you got yourself in. Because if you had stopped getting credit cards, you wouldn't be in debt. Then now you look at God, help me. God said, I didn't get you in it. You got greedy. You went and got credit cards. Thought you wouldn't have to pay it. You got, no, I'm sorry. We're going to call it invisible money. You went and got invisible money. Because that's what it is. You got invisible money based on somebody saying, I'll hold this until you finish paying for it. What they didn't tell you is that you could have paid for it four times. We're going to have a money seminar in here. I'm going to bring somebody in to do a money seminar. Because you know what? We don't got broke Christians. What we got is Christians who don't know how to manage their money. We got Christians who don't know how to, you don't. And if you don't know how to manage your money, you probably got your life in the same shape. Your thinking is probably in the same shape. Because if, something, if your money is, out, is not managed or ill-managed, guess what? Your probably is your life too. 
a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So if you have a flaw in one area, most likely there's, there's some others that you just haven't worked on. Or you just haven't asked, Lord, help me to wait. Because if I wait till I get the cash to buy the boots, then I won't have to spend three years paying for it. Because every time you send in the $10, the minimum due, and you say, boy, this is, they give me a break. No. Because in the long run, they're going to make more. See, we got to get out this world system and get into God's system. God don't want us being the borrowers. He want us being the lenders. He don't want us poor. He want us rich. He don't want us to be the tail. He want us to be the head. And the only reason why we're not is not because God did it. We did it. Living beyond our means. Living beyond our means. And that's just what Samson did. He, lived, he began to live his life beyond God. Started thinking for himself. Oh, tell your neighbor, don't think for yourself. Oh, tell him, get the mind of Christ. Tell him again, get the mind of Christ. Look at your neighbor on the other side. Tell him, get the mind of Christ. Oh, lift up your heads to the hill and say, Lord, I want your mind. Say, Lord, I want your mind. Come on, if you know you want to give God some praise right now. Give God some praise. Give him some praise. This is the only way you're going to get out of sexual sins. This is the only way you're going to get out of pornography. This is the only way that you're going to see that the world is trying to bring you down to its level instead of you living on a higher level with the Lord. That's what it is. And you know, who, you know who's governing this system that's trying to make everybody think on the world's level? You know who owns the world. You know who is the God of this world. You know who is the prince of this world. I don't have to tell you that. You know what he's trying to do. This world system is not built on hurting the world. This world system is built on hurting the people of God. The first thing Satan did when he came and when he tried to, to, take, to take the earth, what he did, he attacked Eve to get to Adam to try to take what he thought he owned. Hmm. Tell somebody, I got to trust God. Oh, say it within yourself. I got to trust God. Mm, 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 mm. Samson, lift up that gate. Samson caught 300 foxes and used them as a firebrand to destroy all the crop of the Philistines. Samson ran away in the Philistines looking for him and they threatened his nation. They said, you better give us Samson or we gonna kill all of y'all. So his own men, his own people came to him. You ever notice something about the story of Samson though? Have you, do you know about Samson? I hope y'all do, but if you don't, you better go read the Bible. Disproven, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Samson, always did things alone. He did nothing with his people. 
His people didn't go to fight with him. He did not, he did not gather the people to help him. Why? Because he was, he thought he could do it alone. See, that's why we need someone. Confess your faults one to the other that you might be helped, that you might be healed. See, but you, now, be careful who you're talking to. Because if you got one like you, then that ain't no help. You need someone who thinks a little higher than you. You need someone whose confidence is a little higher than you, whose faith is more in-depth in the Lord. See, that's what, I, that's what I like. I was teaching about Job this morning over at Tabernacle. See, that's what I like about Job. Job had three knuckleheads around him talking to him. They were knuckleheads trying to convince him that he did something wrong to God for God to do what he did to him. But Samson was, I mean, uh, Job was confident in his faith in God. And he never cussed God. He never cursed God. He believed God. He even, he even said things like, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. And even when everything he had, all his livestock, his, all his children were killed. The Bible said that that he ripped and ripped his garment, which was a sign of deep, deep grief. But after he ripped his precious garment, guess what he did? He fell down and worshiped God. Oh, my God. Think about that. Losing all your children, losing all your money, losing everything you ever known, and then you fall down and worship God. What did the men do black on, back on Black Monday? They lost all their money in the stock market, jumping off buildings, calling the news reporters to their office and putting bullets in their head. Committing suicide. Why? Because their God was their money. Their God was their stocks. But our God is the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall what? Direct thy paths. But you got to trust him. You got to put your confidence and faith in him. Where is your confidence? Be confident in the Lord. Be confident in the Lord. Be confident in the Lord. Totally rely on him and no one else. Don't even rely on your own thinking. Don't even rely on your own reasoning. Don't even rely on your ability to fix things. Don't rely on your, your ability to, to put things together and bring them together to make them work. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, give me strength in this. Lord, don't let me speak. Lord, speak through me. Lord, this person needs encouragement. Give me the words to say that I may encourage them. Because if God don't speak to us and we're speaking on our own, God don't speak to us, we're doing things on our own. Samson, lift up the gate. Samson got 300 foxes. Samson killed a lion. Samson, another point in his life, killed a thousand Philistines by himself with the jawbone of a donkey. All 
by himself. There's something to that. By himself. Although the Lord used him, he always did things by himself. See, that, that, this is a good lesson for those of us who like to do things by ourselves so we'll get the credit afterward. So we can get the pat on the back. So no one else steals our thunder. Get out my spotlight. It's my spotlight. Time for me to sing. Time for me to shine. <laughs> we used to have that old saying, what is Rose? I, I love myself. I think I'm grand. I go to the movies. I hold my hand. When I get fresh, I slap my face. I wrap my arms around my waist. When I get fresh, I slap my face. I love me. That's the love of me, the love of self. Y'all just getting it. Y'all the late laughter. Lord have mercy. Bless your heart. Amen, amen. But look at what the Lord said in Isaiah 40. Listen to what the Lord said in Isaiah 40. Are you there? Listen. If you're there, say amen. amen. Mm, listen. Verse 28, you're there? Verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. Listen, there is no searching of his understanding. Listen to what he does. He giveth power to the faint. This happened in Samson's life. After Samson killed those thousand Philistines, he was very thirsty. He was about to die. But the Lord gave him water from the same bone that he killed the people with. Ooh. He was fainting. But listen, he giveth power to the faint. Don't faint. It, it may seem like you're tired. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Be not weary in well-doing. Isn't that the word? For in due season you will reap if you what? Faint not. Don't faint. Keep doing good. Keep doing what God told, told you because there's a reward coming. Oh, look around. Tell your neighbor there's glory after this. Tell them there's glory after this. Listen, he giveth power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. And we're in that day now. Even the youth shall faint. The young people. Do you know that the young is dying just as well as the old? Young people, you don't have to be old to die. There's as many young graves as there are old graves. Yes. That's why we all need to know the Lord and serve the Lord. Why? Because it's, the time is here that even the youths will faint and be weary. The ones, listen, who's supposed to be strong. The ones who's supposed to know what to do. The time is coming. The time is here that even them, they will be weary. We would think that they should have the most strength and vitality. No. What happens, what happens to an army when they see that all their leaders are run off and left them? What should they do? They become weak and faint. They don't know what to do. They've never been faced with this. 
They lose heart. See, that's why, that's why God told Joshua, be of good courage. Why? Because he knew that Joshua was coming up against people that were much bigger than him, that had more people than him. He knew that Joshua would come against those same giants in the land that the ten spies said they seen. They had seen. Be of good, be strong. Be of good courage. Why? So you don't faint. Because Israel was the smallest of all the nations in that part of the world. And if you see yourself small, you are. If you see yourself as weak, you are. If you see yourself as insignificant, you are. If you continue to live in your insecurity, you're insecure. Be confident in the Lord. Don't be confident in your looks because your looks are going to go away. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that serves the Lord, she shall be praised. Don't put your confidence in your beauty. Oh, he said, I look beautiful. <laughs> he told me I look good. He was drunk. <laughs> or he did drugs. <laughs> Looking for somebody, for somebody just to lift that ego. <laughs> come on, do it. Come on, tell me. Why can't you be confident in God? Why can't you be confident in God? Don't be waiting on your husband to say something. He may not ever say something. Be confident in God. Know who you are in the Lord. Know that you are gold in the eyes of God. Know that God made you special and you are great in his sight. Know that without him, you can do nothing. Know that he made you special and individual. And there's no one else in the world like you. And there will be no one after you like you. And you will do what no one else could have done. God will do through you. Because he made you for a purpose in his plan to complete a work that no one else could do. You are not here by no accident. You are here on purpose, for purpose. And God sent you here just like he sent Samson to begin the deliverance from the Philistines. That's why God sent him, to start what he was going to do. See, God never said Samson would finish it. He said he would start it. He said he would start it. Little do you know, your life is touching somebody's life around you. Little do you know, somebody is blessed just by you being here. Why am I still here? God has a purpose for you. Why am I still here? Because God needs you to grow in confidence. He did not send you here for nothing. There's a purpose to you being here. And stick with God. Stay with God until that purpose is manifest to you. Don't you leave. Don't you walk away. That's what the devil wants you to do. Walk away. Just get up and leave. Just walk out like nothing here is for you. The devil is a liar. He's, a, he's deceitful. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. And you know who said it? My Jesus said he's a liar. And if my Jesus said it, guess what? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Oh, yes, the devil's a liar. 
He tells you what you can't do. He tells you what's impossible. To my God, nothing shall be impossible. That's why he gives strength to the faint. To those who have no might, he increases strength. Just when you thought you would give up, God says, keep moving. Just when it looked like all hell had taken over, my God can give you strength to get up and move and keep going. Because you're not done yet. God's not through with you yet. God still has more for you to do. There's more that you have not seen. That's why he said, I has not seen, ears has not heard, neither has it entered into your heart. Don't let what's going on around you get you off track and off course of what God is doing. What, listen, what's going on around you has nothing to do with what God's going to do in you and through you. I'm going to say that again. What's going on around you has nothing to do with what God's going to do in you and through you. Because through you lives the great one. John said it best. Greater is he that is in me. See, I believe in him that's in me. This church is done. This church is done. Where's my church? Where's my church? Where's the praise for God? Where's the praise unto the Lord? Are you giving God praise for it? Praise, praise, praise. Be confident in the Lord. It's done. You know that? It's done. I'm not worried about it. All oh, the man came in here and said a heating system's going to be about $60,000. It's done. I don't have the money. It's not in the bank, but I serve a great God who has never failed me, who has never left me. He gave me this house. He will not leave it. Whatever I need, he's going to supply, and he's going to make sure I have. The mortgage is paid. The phone bill is paid. The electric bill is paid. My God is God. Be confident in him. Trust him. Do not faint. Do not give up. Do not look back. Don't you dare look back. Mm, don't you dare look back. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. All but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You don't even have to preach that. That preached for itself. God preaching for himself. They that wait upon the Lord. Don't rush getting no husband. You're going to get somebody you don't need. Don't rush getting no wife. You're going to get the devil in the dress. Just because, just because she go to church don't mean she's good for you. You don't know where she's been through. You don't know where she come from. Get you a virtuous woman. Mm, I'll take a virtuous woman over a hoe any day. Because a virtuous woman can cook. A virtuous woman can clean. A virtuous woman know how to take care of her house. A virtuous woman will bless you. 
Her wife, her husband shall say she's blessed. Her children shall call her blessed. But she's a woman that serves God. You just can't get anybody to be a husband or wife. My, ooh, trust the Lord. Come on, y'all, sit down, sit down, trust the Lord. You'll be done bring something in your life you don't need. Well, what in the world? Be like, be like that old saying, sleeping with the enemy. Sleeping like this. But bless the Lord, when God do something, it's forever. When God do something, it's forever. And it will not change. It will bless you and not curse you. That's how you know God do something. God is doing something. Sure, it gets, sure it's hard in the beginning. You getting to know her or him. Sure it's not always easy. Sure, some days you're going to feel like you could have got rid of her or got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's not always easy. Life's not easy. God never promised you a better rose. God never promised you every day would be Sunday. He pr Listen, God even was, he even was true with you. He, he said, this is what he said. He, he said, as long as you are in this world, ye shall have tribulation. That's what he said. He said, ye shall have tribulation. But he said, he said, be a good cheer. What did he say? Be a good cheer. Why? For I have overcome the, the world. And if I'm in you, oh, Lord, have mercy. That's what Jesus said. In other words, if I'm in you, because I overcame the world, guess what? You will. If you put your confidence and trust in me and not in your own way and own train of thinking. Huh. That's why there's problems in your different relationships, whether it be friendships, sociable relationships, because you're always trying to think for them. Uh, Lord, how shall we do here? What should I do? Sometimes, some of y'all don't even know, sometimes it's best to be quiet. You know when the best time in my marriage came? When I learned sometimes that I just need to shut up. I can't always impose on her thoughts. I can't always make her think what I'm thinking. She was not made for me to, to manipulate her and make her my clony. She's her own woman with her own thoughts, with her own way of understanding. And unless I learn to appreciate that, this is not about marriage, but it fits in with the confidence. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Woo! Do y'all know the eagles is the highest flying bird in the world? Nobody can take flight like the eagles when the eagles take off. Let me tell you, let me tell you how majestic of a bird he is. All the rest of the birds, when they sense the storm coming, the birds see the storm coming from that way, the birds go this way. 
Oh, but not the eagle. The eagle goes right into the storm because he knows that he's going to get through. He's going to get through the storm because he don't fight the storm. He goes with the storm. And by going with the storm, he's coming through the storm. And he's coming out on the other side. Amen. Study the eagle. Amen. Sure, he goes. He goes into the storm. But he lets the storm take him. And he waits it until the storm bypasses. And then he goes out on his own. But he doesn't fear the storm. He's confident in his ability to ride the storm oh what am I telling you ride the storm don't fight it ride it go with it because after a while you're going to come through it you're going through it oh what did sister Rose say year ago, years ago you're going through it to get to it do not get distracted because you're going through going through is the mean to getting to where you're going Samson falls for Delilah. Delilah winds up hurting his heart. She tells him all his heart. All, he tells her all his heart. Tells her where his strength is. Says the strength is in my hair. What Samson did understand, didn't understand was that there was no strength in his hair. It was just hair. His strength lied in his obedience to God. That's where your strength is. So if you want this chapter in Isaiah to come through for you, if you want what Isaiah is saying to be you, then know where your strength is and be obedient. Your strength is in being obedient. No matter, God says love, just love. But she's nasty, pastor, love her. He's mean, pastor, love him. Don't fight them because you ain't going to get anywhere. But pastor, this child is giving me the devil. Love him, love her. That's why love is so powerful because it helps us get through what we thought we couldn't do. Amen. Amen. Samson falls for Delilah and Delilah tricks him and deceives him. And she gives him to the hands of the Philistines. And what does she get in return? She got money in return. But why was his strength gone when he woke up? As the Bible said, his strength was gone because he did not know that the Lord had left him. See, the worst thing for any of us is to wake up and see the very dark and glim or gloomy reality that God is not using us. God will use your trial to make you triumphant. No cross, no crown. You have to endure. Praise God. I admire, I admire this sister right here. She's married to an unsaved man. She don't mind me telling you. Married to an unsaved man. And that man, boy, she used to call me up and wring my ears out. But then one day, God gave her the secret. God told her, instead of fighting them, love them. 
God said, instead of fighting him, love him. Don't argue with him, love him. That was years ago. She started changing. He, she, didn't, she didn't challenge him to change. She changed. Whoa! She did not challenge him to change. She changed. You can't, don't even look for God to change. God is immutable. He ain't changing. You got to change. You got to change. God ain't changing. She changed. Oh, I got a picture on Thursday. They had her hand in the picture. This man done bought her a ring. That sparkling boy is the very man she had so much problems with before. But God said he'll make your enemies your footstool. God said he'll make those who treat you wrong treat you right. But you gotta have confidence and trust God. And now he's a better husband to her than some of you saved ones. And he ain't saved yet. We praying on it. We believing God on it. For my God can do anything but fail. You believe that? Oh, when this man first came, when Jose first came into the church, you could smell the cigarette smoke on him. But he called me up and said, Pastor, God has done a new thing. I'm giving up what I used to do. Don't tell me that God can't break habits. Don't tell me that God can't break addictions. Don't tell me that God's not a deliverer. Don't tell me that God's not a help. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. And in the time of storm, he will hide me in his pavilion. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Sit down. Give me five minutes. The Philistines, the Philistines took him. They took him captive. They burnt out his eyes. Oh, but I thank God they burnt out his eyes. Now he can't see no more foreign women. They made him a slave. And they put him behind the press and thought that they would keep him there. But they did not realize that God had them put him there. Because it was while he was somebody's slave that he began to realize, I didn't have to be where I'm at. I don't have to do this. And while he was captive, what the Philistines didn't know, Samson's confidence in the Lord came back. Oh, and the Bible said that his hair grew back. But his enemies didn't. Your enemies don't know how powerful the Lord that's in you is. They think that you're by yourself, but greater is he that is in me. While Samson grilled, he was praying. While Samson grilled, he was worshiping. 
while Samson grilled, he was praying. While Samson was, was, was threading out the wheat, he began to bless God and began to realize where his strength really lied. And they wanted to make sport of him, and they took him out the prison, and they put him up, brought him out. And he was so weak, they had a little boy lead him. They thought he was done. <laughs> Look at the used to be. See, that's what some folks are saying about you. You're not real. You're not true to who you are. You ain't got to prove nothing to anybody. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You don't have to prove nothing to me. Just walk with him. Just talk with him. Just have a relationship with him. After a while, it's going to show who you are because you can't hide that. You can't hide the light in your life. Ye are the light of the world. And he told the young boy, he said, take me to the pillars that hold the house up. Take me to the place where this house stands because I know who holds this house. And they took him to the pillars and they laughed at him and they laughed at him. And after a while, Samson began to push the pillars with all his might. Ooh, could you imagine in the stadium when, when it started cracking? They were, ha, ha, ha. Ha. Why? They thought it was done. Wasn't over. Wasn't over. He pushed to the whole building. Fell. And the Bible said he pushed with all his might. The Lord came upon. Listen, ooh, he, the God, that God came right back to him. The Bible says that he killed more in that time than he did in all his life. Because he had rededicated himself to God and renewed his confidence. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. Now this is very easy. This is very easy. God won't do anything through you, in you, unless he knows where your confidence in him is. And let's just be truthful. The problem with us growing is our confidence in God. Where, listen, where is Jesus? When Jesus said, where is your faith? What was he also saying? Where is your confidence in God? Where is it? For those of you who know your, your confidence is weak and your confidence is not where it should be. You should make your way here quickly. Come on. Quickly. Come on. Come on, we got another service, but quickly, get here. Where is your confidence? You have lost confidence in God. You have lost confidence in God. It's not a bad thing. Something happens. Some way, somehow, you lost your confidence. You don't think about him like you used to. Losing your confidence didn't happen in a day. Or your confidence being weak didn't happen overnight. 
some circumstance, some situation, something that happened in your life made you lose fact of your made you lose sight of your confidence growing in God. It's all right. Many people need to admit it. My confidence is not where it should be. That's why certain people bounce from church to church. They don't know where their confidence is. They go from leader to leader looking for help, not realizing that the help should be in them. We come here to corporately worship together, but the greater work of what we have to do is in our daily lives. It's not about you just coming to church. What are you doing in the six days that you're not here? What are you doing? Doing your little dirt on the side and thinking that you're getting away with it. Thinking that no one sees when you don't, you don't even realize that the omnipresent God sees you. He knows what you're doing. You're trying to hide it in the darkness. God did not call you to sin. He called you to bring you out of sin. You're not confident. You need to build your confidence back up. Your confidence needs to build back up. And the only way that's going to happen, you have to see God as greater than yourself. You got to see him as the only one you need. Come on, raise your hands with me. Raise your hands with me. Raise your hands with me. We're touching and agreeing for confidence today. Whatever habit, whatever addiction, whatever lacks in your life, that's all you need, confidence today. We're not going to take long to do this. We're touching and agreeing by faith that God is going to restore your confidence in the name of Jesus, restoring the confidence right now, the confidence in him, that confidence where you will say God can do anything but fail, that confidence where you know that he's going to take care of the matter. You don't have to worry anything about it because God's got it all under control. All you got to do is obey him. You don't have to run. You don't have to seek. The answers is right in the word of God. The answer is in God's word for you. God just wants you to be confident in him. Trust him. Believe him. Show your confidence in him. Just trust in him. No more fornicating. No more drinking. No more smoking. No more doing little evil things. No more gossiping. No more talking about your pastor. No more talking about your church. No more looking at others. But now it's looking at myself. What can I do? Lord, show me, me. Show me, me, Lord. Father, we bless you right now. Father, we believe in you to strengthen your people and their confidence in you right now. God, they need to be more confident in you for this will help their faith to grow. They need to see you as greater than themselves, oh God. They need to see you as excellent and perfect. And I believe that you're going to do that right now in their mind, oh God, as they begin to read your word and not question what you did, but be in awe and be astounded by your greatness, oh God, knowing that you are greater than, who, than what we are, oh God, and that you're able, able, oh God, to give up the strength to conquer what is trying to conquer us. And we believe you according to your word that it shall be done. We believe you right now that there's no habit so strong that cannot be broken by your power. There is no addiction so powerful that we cannot overcome it. Lord, that there is no obstacle 
that you cannot help us to move. For Lord, you told us, you didn't tell us to push the mountain. You said, speak to the mountain. Father, we speak to the mountain this day in confidence. We speak this day in confidence, oh God. Believe in you that, that just as Samson believed you, that we shall push and go forward in you. You shall use us to your honor and to your glory once we put all our confidence in you. Father, our confidence is in you. Our confidence is in you. We believe you right now. We trust no more in our ability, no more in our education, no more in our job. Father, you are our source and you supply all our needs and we put our confidence in you. Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Jehovah Tiskani, our righteousness. Hallelujah. Jehovah Rohai, the Lord, our shepherd. We believe you right now and we bless you. Come on and give God a hand praise right now. Let him know that you believe him. Let him know that you trust him. Let him know that you give him the glory. Let him know that you give him the honor. Let him know that you look to him. Let him know that you bless him. Rededicate yourself to him this day. Rededicate yourself to him this day. Let him know that my faith is in you. My confidence is in you. And in you do I wait and trust. In you do I bless. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the Lord blessing upon his children. We bless God for you. We give you. We give you into the hands of the Lord. Be confident. Confident in God. Not in your ability. Not in your education. Not in what you have. Put your confidence your confidence in God. Rededicate your confidence to God. God bless you. God bless you. You have been listening to Pastor Troy V. Ingram of Mount Olive House of Prayer. We are located at 141 Bower Street in Jersey City, New Jersey. You can find out more information about Mount Olive at our website, www.mountolivehop.org. That's mtolivehop.org. Thank you for listening, and may God truly bless you.